Let this thing record. Blessings. Can I get an amen? Nah. Amen. Hallelujah. Got, got right now. Touch Corey's computer. Let it not act a fool. My name, pray. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh. <laughs> I never understood why black people say Lord. Uh. We had a pastor at the Akron Baptist Temple who did that. He's the wh- oldest white guy you've ever seen. He was like, he would like scream hallelujah, like, hallelujah. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> Pass the basket down to your left. Uh. <laughs> to your left. <laughs> now I'm thinking of uh, uh, Eddie Murphy in a. Uh, um, she's a queen to be. Oh, what is that movie? <laughs> oh my gosh! The good, not the Golden Child. No, uh, America. Coming to America. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you talking about the uh, the pastor? The... <laughs> yeah, and the black deacon put the uh, I, I sit here hall put the chicken wing. In there. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, yeah. that's fine. Anyways, uh, I need to try to do this social media stuff today too. That's fine. We'll figure it out. All right, everybody, ready? Cause I'm ready. Yes. Ready. Let's roll. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Standard Definition, the retro nostalgia podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deary. Get alongside me, as always, is my brother in a half shell, that retro code, Eddie V. Hello, everybody. Also joining us. You know him. You love him. Our TMNT sensei, if you will. Lamont. Ooh, I like that. Oh, oh, I wish I had some pizza. Oh my gosh! That oh goodness, I want, oh, wow. I want some right now too. So, as of this recording, <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving for vacation tomorrow, and uh, there's like five pizza places within walking distance of our hotel. Oh, I looked it up. Wow. I looked it up. I'm so. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a vacation to me. Yes. Yeah. That, that sounds that sounds like uh, a snack tendo when you get back if you can. Yeah. It'll it'll be good. Yes. It'll be fine. It's gonna be good. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we're here to talk about the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, just called Teenage Mutant Turtles Three, but we lovingly call it Turtles in Time because. Uh, they go back in time, which is a really interesting premise. They also, by the way, what really annoys me now is that they use the turtles from Turtles 3 on the box art of Turtles 1, 2, 3, and 4, even though these aren't the turtles from 1 and 2 or the animated movie. 
and mm. it really bothers me. <laughs> because yeah, I don't know what they're going for on that one, but yeah. Yeah. Also, did you know that the internet <laughs> is calling TMNT the animated movie just Ninja Turtles Four? Did you know that the internet has started calling that Turtles Four? No. I mean, I know that technically, it's like a semi reboot slash sequel to these, right? Like mm-hmm. that has the Easter eggs and stuff in it from from the previous movies, right? Like Shredder's helmet on on Splinter's shelf and some Foot Clan stuff and a TGRI uh, ooze tube and stuff. But like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Turtles Four just doesn't sit right with me. It nah. No, it's it's TMNT two thousand seven. Everybody, come on. Which we'll do. Which yeah. we'll do next time. But. Right, yeah. Other exciting news, though. Well, we're going to get Turtles 3, I promise. It's just, we did this the last time we talked about Turtles 3. We just did not talk about Turtles 3. I think we talked about Batman. Uh, did, you see that <laughs> Seth, did you see that Seth, Seth Rogen's Turtles movie got a release date? Yeah, yeah. next year. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm <laughs> cautiously optimistic. Uh, I don't <laughs> like the font. I don't. I just don't like the font. <laughs> now, is it is it supposed to be a, like a real life or is it animated? I think it's both. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's animated. Um, I think the turtles are I'm CG. I'm the logo myself. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go uh, ahead. I, I'm I'm mixing the logo myself. I do like how the ooze was kind of like you know. Sliding down off the picture and onto the street. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool looking, but yeah. Um, other than that, I I don't know. I saw some concept art of uh, how they're going to look, uh, but they didn't officially say it was that was what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too thrilled by it, but I don't know. I wasn't. Initially, a thrill with uh, TMNT 2012 or Rise at first, and then it just grew on me. So this probably will too. So yeah, it's uh <laughs> oh, it's completely CG animated. Okay, well oh ah okay. Uh, I'm reading the article on IGN right now. I don't know. I want like a live action. It's fine. I'll watch it. I'll probably do what I did with the last couple movies and be like, I don't want to see this. And then I'll actually like them. So, cause I'm an awful human. I'm the person with all these fandoms out there, right? Lamont, I'm sure you're like this too with turtles. You're very protective of Ninja Turtles, but like every, every time someone's like, Oh, they killed star Wars. Oh, star Trek sucks. Cause there's 9,000 shows. Oh, Marvel is too many movies. I'm like, shut up. Just watch it. You're going to watch it. Right. <laughs> but then when a new turtle something comes around the, my first thing is to like cringe right because I'm like oh yeah. it's not turtles one or two <laughs> see it to me it's, it's never that ish I want to see the action scenes the fight scenes and yeah. I want to see how well choreographed they are or how comedic they are because in this movie um kind of realized that they actually did a lot of kicking, a lot yeah. of footwork in this movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's weird. Cause like we talked about how they wanted to like tone it down for kids and not use their weapons and mm-hmm. turtles too. And in this movie, they're just like, what if they fought guys with guns? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? I didn't think of that. 
you know. Ooh, what if we, what answer, if we shot dude. a giant cannonball at Leonardo? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, uh, man, I just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, so Ninja Turtles 3... Actually, you know what? Before I get to that, we're gonna we're gonna shout out our patrons. Yes. If you head on over to patreon.com slash boss rush network, you can support standard definition as well as our other content here on the Boss Rush Network uh, by going over to Patreon. For a dollar, you get four shows early access. Four shows one to two weeks early. Who doesn't want that? Right? Uh but if you subscribe at the $5 level, you become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? Well, it means you get early access still to the shows. But you also get your name shouted out on this here program, as well as all of the other ones. So, without further ado, let's shout out some patrons, shall we? Our Patreon producers for this episode of... Standard definition. I almost said the Boss Rush podcast, but this is not the Boss Rush podcast. Of standard definition, standard definition are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilin, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. And I want to thank all of our free listeners who have supported the show for so long. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, a quick note about standard definition. Uh, at the end of August, that it is the last time the show will be weekly. I think we're going to move the show to every other week just to accommodate schedules and uh, accommodate some of the new content that we're uh, kind of releasing uh, bi-weekly as well. Like, we are bringing back Talk the Walk, which is a very similar style show to this, but uh, for walking simulator games and cozy games and, uh, I would say, action light games like Life is Strange and, you know, Telltale games and stuff like that. Uh, also, we are going to be doing more interviews uh, coming soon. So, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of move standard definition to every other week. Um, we're still going to give you uh, patrons starting in September. Uh, you're going to get the same amount of shows, early access, uh, s- the same amount of content. Uh, you're just going to be uh, getting a couple extra things every other week besides standard definition. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I think by when this goes up, there will be one more after this weekly, and then we will move to the bi-weekly uh, situation. So... Just want to let everybody know that, uh, give you guys a heads up, and uh, yeah. But let's talk Ninja Turtles, guys. Yes. Ninja Turtles 3 came out on March 19th, 1993. Reporter April O'Neil purchases an ancient Japanese scepter and an, that can cause those simultaneously holding in different centuries to switch places in time. When she is transported to 16th century Japan, her crime-fighting pals, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, pursue her. After landing in the past, the Ninja Turtles learn April has been captured by the villainous Lord Norinaga. 
to rescue her, they must team up with the rebel leader, Misu. So I'm, I'm going to get into the uh, other stuff in a second. Uh, the budget was $21 million, which was uh, almost three times that of the first movie. Uh, the box office, it made $54.4 million, so not nearly as much. Uh, 1993 was kind of the end of the hype for Ninja Turtles. I would say it's, it was on a downward trajectory for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, before this movie came out, and uh, it's it kind of didn't make a lot of money. But how did you guys feel about Turtles Three rewatching it for this? So I will say, um, rewatching it now, it's not bad, and I think it's seeing it like it kind of like in a HD kind of more clear quality. Mm-hmm. Um the turtles are more detailed and defined. Um really? You think in, the turtles in a are sense, more detailed? Yeah, cuz they they look they look skinnier than like the first or second one cuz they the they kind of look bigger in the other ones. And kinda I think like it's because they're skinnier. Yeah. yeah I that be- too. Because it's that part where you know, they come out dancing, you know, doing oh gosh, uh, yeah. doing this. Yeah. And then at points of time, they each get their own individual intro where they are, you know, using their weapon uh, and doing a lot of kicks and stuff. So it looks like in the costumes that they're wearing, they're more um, lively, you know, to move around and do more martial arts stuff. Uh so, so looking at that and you know watching it, just like okay, they still got some jokes. Um, the action, you know, there's actually fight scenes. You see them using their weapons, but they mostly are, like I we said earlier, that they're doing kicks and stuff. Um, and there's that one cool part where I think it's when Donatello and Leonardo, I think. Uh, they said uh, high kick instead of doing a high five, and they both do a high kick instead, you know. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, paying attention. So I, I think this one, turtle wise, looking at them, they look better. Um, and because of the action that they're, you know, they're able to fight and everything, uh, still using their bodies and using the weapons kind of the block. Uh, besides Donatello, he was able to get away to hit people with the bow mm-hmm. and everything. Um, it, was, da- it was a the dance. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I just remember the dance sequence at the beginning being super ridiculous and super mm-hmm. dumb. I-, I was rewatching it today. I actually didn't hate it. I actually thought it was pretty fun. And like, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, watching it today, I just like because like I remember the last time we did this at for our old group, right? Yeah. During the movie commentary and just like the kind of review thing that we did after. Like I remember hating this movie rewatching it. Like how stupid it was. Yeah. And like I was watching it today. I was like this movie's not really that bad, right? Like okay, Splinter looks substantially worse and he sounds substantially worse. Uh, he, his his tone is lighter. Yeah, I mean it's a different actor. So I mean, yeah. Uh, I I didn't hate the turtles how they look this time around, right? Uh, the box art that they they show looks terrible, but uh, 
I actually didn't really hate that. I like that they brought Corey Feldman back as Donatello from the first movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I also have that too. I like there are things that I liked about this movie a lot, and then there are things that I didn't really care for. Right, like Splinter, kind of wasn't great in this movie. Uh, Casey Jones super underutilized. Although I totally and, forgot that he played a different character in the past. <laughs> uh, yeah. But and, he was underutilized even in the past, too. I was yeah. while watching him just like, he didn't really I, do enough, a lot with this actor. I wonder if they shot a lot of scenes and they cut it for time or budget or they just, mm-hmm. you know, some other reason, right? Uh, I like I I I like these the the honor guard suits when they wear them like the masks and stuff like I, yeah. I remember having those Ninja Turtle toys like uh which is weird cuz I would have been well I guess I only would have been like 7 or 8 when these toys came out but like I remember like the masks and ju- I just remember having those toys I thought they were the coolest thing and I still liked them in this in this movie uh you know, there are scenes in this movie where, like, you know, when Michelangelo goes in the burning house to save the kid, right? That was super awesome. Like, that was a cool scene. Uh, and and there's just a lot that I picked up during this rewatch that I just didn't. Uh, I guess I just didn't watching it beforehand, you know, probably because I was paying attention this time. And last time I was just watching it like, oh, my gosh, this is stupid. Let's talk about something else. You know, yeah, because like even even when you see them fighting, they hit everybody. They have these cartoon Zenny sound effects. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like like kicking them. They be like boing. They definitely just like. I mean, this movie like, definitely had more in line with the cartoons, right, than the mm-hmm. previous versions. I would say. Yeah, um, they took they took the it. I think it was just. For this one, it felt like okay, we're not gonna pay attention to those moms, and mm-hmm. you know we're gonna be able to do this for the fans, whether you're a kid, a teenager, or adult. If you love the Ninja Turtles, you know what it is. If the moms don't get it, but that's on them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Lamont, what about you? What do you th- what do you think of this movie? So every everyone, I mean. Everyone knows I'm a huge fan of TMNT. What? And <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say this. When I first saw this movie in the theater, I mean, I had high expectations and everything. I fell asleep. That's not like me at all. But re-watching it, um, you know, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, I, there are a lot of stuff that I guess I just didn't quite understand. Um, I thought it was a bold move to, I guess, go with the movie without having Shredder. Um, but, you know, we know he was killed and, you know, they still robbed us of a fighting scene with Super Shredder. But, no, that's that's just my thing. <laughs> but um, I, I really love that, like you were mentioning, uh, how Michelangelo went to Save the kid from the fire, and um, uh, I loved how Raphael uh, lectured the little boy and on his temper and everything. I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, um, Leonardo was the only one who was able to ride the horse perfectly, <laughs> and 
Dato was like, I hate that guy. And, <laughs> you know, I like those little fun moments. But, um, you know, well, a lot of other stuff. I don't know. So this is going to be weird. We're talking about this, and there's a show that I've recently been watching simply because I just like watching Ninja Turtles, and that is Next Mutation. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Venus to Milo. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. It's it's so wow, wow. But we're Christian not... Christian Bocati? <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Best definitely had his has his good moments. Um, I I wasn't a really the big fan of the um, of the look of the turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were skinny. I guess you know not. You mentioned it. I, I just thought they were skinnier. The eyes were pretty buggy. You know, you know, you can see them like kind of move all around at some points. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know. I just, I don't know. I enjoy watching it, you know, for what it is now, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny if you look at the names of some of the characters. Like, Yoshi is the boy. Well, Yoshi's the dinosaur in Super Mario Bros. Kenshin <laughs> is from Roroni Kenshin. You know, a well-known name. Miso, you think of Miso Soup. Uh, so, and then you got the... Uh, it just sounds like you're know. being racist, Ed. No, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> I think... It's just like if you look at it during that time, you wouldn't recognize those names. But now that pop culture has um, kind of somewhat advanced, and people know what those where some of that stuff come from, like you now know what Yoshi's from the Mario series. You know, if you were watching Cartoon Network, you know Veronica Kitchen uh, and everything. Um, if you have been part of the Warrior Games and stuff. Like, um, you know Nobunaga and uh, the Dynasty Warrior games and stuff. So you kind of have an idea, like, oh, they picked some names that, you know, at that time you're not really familiar of because you're a kid and you never heard of those things. But as an adult, you could be like, oh, that's cool, Yoshi. Oh, that makes me think of Mario. That makes me think of these other characters and everything. Uh so I, I think it's kind of cool with with just some of the names and everything. Uh, and there, I, I what I what the one thing I didn't expect was closer to the end was when uh, Nobunaga and Leonardo was fighting, and he turned his contenders into a series and cut that top part off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. Nobunaga was running, and then because the thing about it is, it's like it's that bail that falls on Nobunaga, but. Earlier in the movie, uh, Wallace or Walter, I think his name, or William, whatever his the enemy name is, he shot that same bell with his gun to stop the Nobunaka from killing Kenshin in it. And it has a shot where you see the part of the bell and the rope uh, on it. And not realizing as a kid that that shot is going to play a part later on in the movie. Hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I didn't pick that. that up at all. I'm gonna be honest with you. We, we we watching it now. That's what I picked up on. I was just like, wait a minute. 
Like, I, watching it feels like, okay, I got it. Now I'll see it. I mean, I know I'm the movie guy here on, on Boss Rush, but I did not pick that up. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's that one little shot because it has the rope, and then when Nobunaga was running, he stopped. Uh, the past Casey Jones, I don't know his name is, he cuts the rope and the uh, bell falls on him. Now, you would think that the bell would kill him, but it's such a Looney Tunes thing that uh, he was just like caught up in the bell. And Donatello just whacked it, and it's just like, bong. It's like, oh, so Tom and Jerry stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then when, because I didn't even know what Leonardo's plan was. There was to, uh, you know, be like, shoot us yourself, you know, yeah, and everything. Because uh, definitely, he was they thought. His bluff, man. Yeah, they thought that they were uh, demons, and I guess they was doing the uh, wet, your, wet your hand and then tickle Lily. in yeah. the ear. You know, and when the one guy, his sidekick, was just like, uh, he was doing it like scaring everybody. Uh, it was just like, oh, I forgot that they did all of this in this movie hmm. and everything. Uh, and then Leonardo uh, ducked his head, and the cannonball hit the hit it. I thought Nobunaga should have been dead. But mm. then the bell like crumbled like it was like a uh you know one of those Easter egg candies where you wag <laughs> on part of the chocolate and then he comes in with this Tina Turner hairstyle looking on Tina Turner <laughs> and hairstyle. someone called someone called him uh what was Mike Tyson's side thing? Uh Don uh, he had the weird. He was a black man with the weird hair. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, oh, you're talking about. Uh, oh man. Uh, oh gosh, come on, Mon. Don. Uh, I, I met him. Oh, it's not oh, Don Cheeto. No, Don Cheeto. No, it's there. not him. Uh, Don. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it was King. funny. Don King, yeah. He's like, oh, oh. look, it's, oh, look, it's Don King. And he was just like, you you wouldn't catch the turtles making that reference mm. in it. Wow. You know. Wow. So, yeah. What was the lady's name again? Miso? Yeah. Miso, yes. She Miso. Cool. I actually really She's... liked her in this movie. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Except for her and Michelangelo's weird like love triangle. <laughs> but that, but that was the mo- most unacquainted love because it, it felt like Michelangelo was falling for her, but she wasn't. She didn't give that feeling back because she was so in love with Kenshi. Yeah. Well, you know. You know. And and I understand like because at the end like. Michelangelo and Raphael didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay there. And uh, Misa was just like, no, you got to go back. I need my kitchen. And, you know, Raphael was just like, you know, uh, he was coming such a uh, inspiration and father figure kind of to Yoshi that it was it was kind of changing him. Just like, you know, the guys in the early movies, they've been telling me to control my rage, and now I'm passing that wisdom down to you because you should live as a kid. You shouldn't have this upset and rage and everything. I understand what you're doing because you guys are a village, but 
you should be out having fun. You should be out there being the kid. And then that's why Raphael was just like, wait a minute, did I just say that? It's one of those <laughs> recognizable moments that as a character um, that you realize that, man, he the guy's growth. been telling... Yes. It's part of character development. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I think there is a lot to... I mean, there's a lot to not like about the movie, like the three, like the four honor guards that go back, right? They just become mm-hmm. idiots, right? You're like, how are these guys protecting the, you know, emperor of Japan at this point, right? Like, hmm, no wonder, no wonder the English came down here and just took over, right? I mean, these guys are idiots, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I felt really different about this movie today. I mean, it's definitely not the best one, right? It's still <laughs> quite, you know, it's still the worst. Uh, but it's not as bad as I remember it being, which is which is good. Yeah, um, yeah I had some, I had some laughs for this one. Yeah, uh, um, it was kind of weird when April cut off the cut off that uh, the outfit that she's wearing. Yeah, so um, she had that dress, and Leonardo Donatello's just like. You know what was really funny when when Michelangelo was making the pizza? I think it was the same scene, and he burns it and he goes to bite into it. Yeah. So he's like, Frisbees are also cool, and then he hits he hits Donatello and the blacksmith guy yeah. <laughs> in the face with it. I'm like, man, first of all, he just picked that pizza up out of the oven, burnt. Right. Right. Without even letting it sit and cool, right? Second of all, if it's that burnt and that hard that you think it's a frisbee, have you ever picked up a pizza that big before? Like it's heavy, and if that it's rock hard, that would that would have knocked them both out. <laughs> just that was a, that, out that was a Udo's deep dish pizza, just burnt to a crisp. Because he threw that mug, it didn't. Well, what happened is I thought it would like crush or something, but that mug bounced off like it was a pinball thing. I'm like, oh, this is some nonsense. But what was really crazy was that Michael Lancho was making a thin crust pizza before he checked on the other one. So it's just like, wait a minute, this is two different sizes. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, I hope they had like seasoning and like tomato sauce and stuff. Cause I'm like, Michael Lancho, you should know by now. Yeah, what do they even put on this pizza? You know, that's, I don't, I that's my don't big know. question, right? You're making this Italian. Te- I mean, I'm not gonna go there because mm. I get upset every time. But like, you're making this traditionally Italian dish in, you know, Japan. Are you? Do you have tomatoes? Do you have the right kind of sausages to make pepperoni and sausage and? You know, these kinds of things. Are you putting like, you know, they're, these people are probably like farmers or something. Are you putting what, corn yeah. on there? Are you putting rice? Mm. Rice? Rice pizza. Delicious. That's that's what I was thinking. Rice. Uh, Noodles. Tomatoes. Ramen. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could put like anchovies on it, but who wants that? Gross. So, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I, I will say that. I think this movie, I think, was easier to digest, you know, uh, because it, it flowed very well. Um, there were some, of course, the slapstick sound effects with the fights to make, I think, to balance out the fights that to be like, yeah, these fights are 
somewhat vi- uh, not violent but entertaining. Um, but we're gonna put the sound effects in to like balance this out so it don't sound like they're really hitting them hard or you know if it's too much for a kid and everything. You know we're gonna have fun with them and be goofy because like you gotta see from Secret of the Ooze. They made that movie so that uh, they could get around all the, the complaints and stuff. You know, it was like their fights was jokey, so they can't really um, fight with their weapons or really do martial arts and stuff, even though probably some of those moms got their kids in martial arts because wow. of Turtles. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the um, 87 cartoon when they started complaining about Michelangelo's nunchucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all the, the fight scenes were. Yeah. You know, kicking a barrel instead yeah. of, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I hated that grappling hook that Michelangelo had, but. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Yeah. And then, like, all the coloring books and stuff would have, like, Michelangelo and Donatello had both staffs for a while. Like, probably, like, in 91-ish. Because I, I still have that journal somewhere. Like, a, it's like a a notebook with the Ninja Turtles on it. And it's this really cool black background. And Michelangelo is sitting there with a bow staff like Donatello. I'm like, what are you doing? What is this? I didn't understand. <laughs> you know? Gross. <laughs> Get it right, guys. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Come on. You're going to tell me that they can't use nunchucks and they have to fight with sausages and, you know, whatever, but they can fight guys with guns? That's, again, probably pretty relevant in today's society. <laughs> guns are better. <laughs> we don't want one of them ninja weapons. They're dangerous. They're sharp. Violence uh, is okay as long as it's our choice of. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't understand it. I did not pick up on that until tonight with this conversation. They complained about the swords, but then you got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. The That's 90s hilarious. Were, the 90s were wild. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> man. <sighs> no cool musical scene in this either. No vanilla ice or anything. No. No, it was. I think it was just the little music they did have was when <laughs> April had the Walkman. Yeah, and it was playing. Oh, that was funny though. Like, <laughs> she was like you could have just asked me to turn it off. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then they put her in that box, and she like recognizes fake, fake Casey Jones, right? Yeah, and then she sees a rat run by, and she's like, "Yeah, you look familiar too." <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, man. you know what I was thinking when I was watching that. I was thinking, you know what? They could have reworked this whole storyline. Have it to where, you know, you're going back to, you know, you're in feudal Japan, going back to the history of the foot. Miso could have been Karai, and then there could have been, you know, I guess the birth of the Foot Clan, and you you had, you know, Homato Yoshi and Hiroko Saki going at it. And the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm weird. I'm, I was just sitting no, there thinking, I, hey, could have been. I agree with you. Be really cool. <laughs> I agree with you, but it's, it's. I mean, this was, a, this was definitely, you could tell this was a studio movie and not a, oh, like, yeah. you know, a uh, movie that was made by the creators of the product, right? Like, it just, mm-hmm. 
Oh. <laughs> I hear that arcade game, they go back in time. Ninjas are this... Japanese, right? Let's do that. They'll go back to Japan. Is... But this the villain's is New a white guy. Still, right? <laughs> what? This is New Line Cinema still, right? Uh, what is it? I think, is so. it? I think it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You know, I wonder how Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman felt about this movie. Uh, they probably hated it. Uh, just like the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, at that point, at that point, were they like, they were still, let's see. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were, uh, it says, it says they were, uh, consultants on this movie. Oh. Written, written by Stuart Gillard. Gillard? Let me see. Uh, he's a multi award winning director. Hmm. I don't know. He's uh still he just uh produced a TV oh he produced the uh reboot of Charmed. <laughs> Sorry guy. Oh wow. Uh oh he's <laughs> really big on CW stuff, it looks like now. Oh uh, mm. uh he's not very he's not very old. He's uh he was born in nineteen fifty, so I mean he's not like old old. You know? So he had to be like around forty three or something. When yeah, he, made he, this movie. he wrote the movie. He he wrote and directed the movie. It says, and uh, Eastman and Laird were both consultants on this movie, according to IMDb cast and crew. So, hmm. all right, neat. Well, sorry, hmm. guy, you 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 missed. <laughs> you missed on this. One. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't time. think I, I just, don't think the movie is is terrible. Or anything? No, like I, I said, I don't I, think it's terrible either. I I I actually liked it way better this time around. Yeah, I think it's just missing those memorable moments, like the first and second movie had. Like the first yeah, movie was yeah. such, was such a surprise to see that they were making this movie and. You know, you kind of got some cool moments here and there and stuff. And it kind of felt, you know, it didn't feel like the cartoon. It felt like this is a third iteration of someone's take on the Ninja Turtles. And then you get the second one. And yeah, it's goofy and stuff. But uh, you kind of know the plot. You kind of see Shredder. You kind of were thinking that uh, there will be two enemies along with Shredder. Or the mutation was going to be used and everything and, and still the foot clan um but then you get you get vanilla ice and that becomes one of the biggest moments for that whole movie you know when you hear secret of ooze uh go ninja go ninja go it's the first thing that will come to your mind if anyone ever, ever said if i could ask you what you know about the turtles movie what would be the first thing get a vanilla ice party would pop up because that was a big thing this one it's it's a it's a passable decent movie, but nothing in there is memorable. You know, none of the, none of the quotations, none of the jokes, uh, and and everything. It, like it's it's literally 
we like to call it this is a uh chore movie that she throw it in the background and do chores to. So you're listening to it more like a podcast than you actually realizing it. Mm-hmm. Uh and everything. Mm. Yeah. Chore. Huh. That's that's uh, that's one way of putting it. I mean, yeah. I watched it while I did my work today. So I mean <laughs> you know, like I worked I worked from home today. Uh and I I watched it while I was, you know, managing podcasts and what and you know, working on website stuff and you know, uh, not for not for boss rush. I actually do that for a living. I don't I don't want anybody to think that this is what we do for a living. It'd be cool someday maybe, right. but uh, no, that's, that's actually my day job also. So, uh, yeah, I thought. You know, I, tr- I, I, I mean, I did try to watch it, but also, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it was, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Keywords, try to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually like the suits better in motion than the older ones, but when they're mm-hmm. like kind of static, you can definitely tell, like, you know, their mouth movements were way different. Like, you could mm-hmm. see the, like the robot slits underneath their masks right here, like very kind of clumsy things that probably could have been caught, you know. So yeah, it kind of felt like a redesign of the turtles. Oh, they are. They're, they're all redesigned. Also, I think it's funny where they're like Donatello at one point was uh, looking at the scrolls of the uh, what were they called the. Uh, uh, the- the god turtles, the gods on the scroll. And yeah. He was like, Copy. yeah. And he's like, Copy. they have, yeah. they have this one. <laughs> this one's Raph. He has Raph's beak. And I'm like, you guys have the same facial structure. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the only turtle that looks different is Leonardo. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Raphael does says that, you know, um, this place is so relaxing. I, I feel like I want to migrate here. And Donatello says, migration is for birds. He's just like, well, you know, I have a beak. And this is like, yeah, that is true. <laughs> so, man, Ed's picking up all this. Oh, yeah. Like how Raphael's like, um, that's, that's like, uh, feel that air, that water, no yeah. beer cans, no tires. Yeah. Huh. I like how his. You know, he's closing his eyes. You can really see the expression. Yeah. It's yeah. Like more Zen Raphael. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it was it was <laughs> Raphael when he was in the present time in the sewers. He was telling like the turtles and Splinter that he was just like, why are we doing all of this training if we can't really, you know, we can't be visible, uh, where we feel unappreciated and. When he went back in, when he went back in the past of Fudo Japan, uh, like when everything started, you know, coming together, he felt more accepted. That's why he kind of really wanted to stay, is because he felt accepted and appreciated. You know, he met, he got a friend with Yoshi. Um, he got, a, I guess, protectors of the town and everything. Like he actually felt something that quenched his. Uh, I shouldn't say question starts that, you know, made him realize that this is what I wish we had in the present. So I could use my skills and everything because I feel 
accepted and appreciated than I did feel in the present time in New York. You know, hard to stay. Yeah, because like when Makes when sense. they go, yeah, when they go back, it's just like we gotta once again go back to hiding in the shadows. We could train and everything, but it's just like we should be able to go out and just fight. If, if people get be people be like, "What the heck, turtles fighting?" They should know that we're fighting for good. You know, we should be visible. We don't care about being big heroes or something, but we should be out there stopping crime. This is what we train for. Yeah. Well, th- that that is true because look how quickly the people accepted them. Yeah. No one was like running away. Ah, where's all this? You know. Yeah. And I, I think, think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because of catching Michelangelo. When uh, he got hit with the stick, <laughs> when Miso hit him, and it was just like, whoa, <laughs> he fell off. It's just like, Ugh. And, you know, I'm surprised that they was able to get Michelangelo on that car and just push him like it was nothing. <laughs> it's like, Michelangelo is probably about 200 or 50-some pounds of muscle in being a turtle. And y'all must just, just get him out the, the scene. And... <laughs> What I found weird was that the grandpa who was or the chief of the uh, village told Yoshi to go and get the time mechanic uh, and bring it back. And it's weird in a sense that you would let this little boy go into the woods with, you know, not being seen. And But the camera is like literally... In an overhead position and not an under position to match like the height of Yoshi. Cause Yoshi looks like he's like four or five years old. He's a small little boy. And this shot made him look like he was kind of taller or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I man, there are I mean there are there are there are other parts of this movie that are just bad. I hated the villain in this movie, by the way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but man, I just—it's bad. You know, like I just like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, Walter. I was thinking of that whole rework the storyline thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's an interesting way to go. Like, if we were to kind of rewrite this third movie, like, what would we have changed, Lamont? You seem to have pretty good ideas i know you said that this could have been like the birth of the foot clan and karai and stuff like that's a pretty compelling point do you have anything to add to that uh yeah um let me ask you well who was casey supposed to be in the past like was that his ancestor or he was a different he was just a different person he was just a different person yeah mm-hmm. Because he, oh, he got, okay. for some okay. reason, he got caught and was just like, they'll kill me if I stay here. So he had to, like, even his accent was different. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was kind of also working for Walter. Um, so he might have been part of Walter's crew or something and, and man, got caught. I don't know what he, he did. Seemed, he seemed um, like a mercenary who would, like, kind of do anything for money. It's kind of what it seemed like. Because, like, he yeah. wasn't part of the crew yeah. because he was captured at first, remember? And then they hired him which didn't make sense to me like if you're gonna if you're gonna capture this guy and hang him why would you turn around and pay him to do something you know what I mean? that sounded like yeah, hmm. yeah. especially after he like escaped you know like he 
I don't know. That story, tw- that story element did not make any sense to me. But I think they just like this felt like they they got uh you know the actor back to play Casey Jones, and he wasn't playing Casey Jones, and they wanted to utilize him somewhere else. And this felt yeah. like, well, this is what we're doing to utilize him. Oh, is it because is it because to tone down his violent side? Is that what? No, just oh. to have him. No, just to have give him something to do. Because yeah. if you if you look at the movie when he's in the present, he only you know he he they brought him back. First of all, because he wasn't into, so they brought him back, um, and they he became the babysitter because uh, the warlords for Nobunaga was the exchange for the turtles, right? And so they told him, "Hey, you know, Casey, you could stay with Splinter and watch those guys, watch all five of them, you know, while we try to get April back." That was kind of his role. Um, and then he kind of like introduced them to hockey with the TV. Uh, and then when he tried to teach them hockey, they were just like, ah, hockey. And they started beating each other up. Uh, he took them to the bar and everything. He was just a babysitter. But when he was, but in the past, uh, he was a different person. They tried to give him more. Since they had him, they were just like, okay, we need you to be more to the movie. So they're going to play this other character. Um, so we give you more to do, yeah. Uh, and it and he didn't really he did some stuff, but not much. So it kind of looked like it kind of looked like, and I don't know if they did this that they shot all of his parts with his long hair, the present stuff all together in one part, and then when they went back in time, they cut his hair and gave him a beard or whatever makeup to yeah, have I him think, look as that other character. I think the they Casey I think the Casey Jones hair is the wig. I think it's a wig in this movie. It wasn't in the first oh. movie, but I think it's a wig in this movie because there was another project he was doing at the time, which is why he had short hair in the other. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. Mm. It does I, look wiggy in a sense. Yeah. The beard looks good, though. He's got a good beard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh... Oh, yeah. So so my idea, my idea of the story. Um, so, OK. April goes to the flea market. A mysterious figure drops off this scepter. She gets it somehow. Brings it back. It cuts on the turtles and Splinter. Or warped into this thing. They go back to feudal Japan. The mysterious figure happens to be Karai. Because she knew about Shredder being killed. And all of that. In the past Shredder's alive. And she's trying to out the turtles. In the past. So of course. I'm sorry. Out Splinter. So of course. you know, Without Splinter there wouldn't be the turtles. And all of that. And. They try to stop them, and the, I don't know that that would have been so cool. Yeah, ah, that that would have been, cool. been so cool if they did something like that. But yeah. no. But then would Shredder have to be like a supernatural being? Because they go back to the what 15th uh-huh. century, you know, like would he have to be like oh, a supernatural yes. kind of being? I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be even cooler, I think. Like Shredder yeah. just reincarnates yeah. every. 
whatever. I mean, I know that's kind of like a dumb story, but so is, you know, turtles who don't ninjas moves. So, I mean, it wouldn't be that out of the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah. I think that would be really cool if Shredder, yeah. like, you just, Shredder was like this dominant kind of, like, he played different parts in history almost, like, uh, he would, like, you know, he would be like a different kind of bad guy in history every couple's, every century or two, right? And, mm. yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he remembers yeah, when he comes back, he remembers who he is, right? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that that will be cool. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh look, well. Look at us guys. <laughs> Brainstorming stuff. Ah, oh, we should like write this down and email this to <laughs> Kevin Eastman and say, Hey, look, this is my deal. Yeah. Because uh, I'm actually be- friends with his wife on Facebook. Really? They have a you know Timmy T fan group on there, and her, his wife is actually on there. Well, he is too, but I don't really see him online that much, obviously. But yeah, yeah, hmm. that's cool though. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see, what else do we want to talk about this movie? I mean, Splinter. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> See, Spinner, Spinner doesn't do much in here. Just, uh, they, I mean, the the first two movies they made him look like he looked so good in terms of like looking like a real figure, right? Like, okay, a walking mm-hmm. rat is dumb, right? But like, he looked like he would fit, right? Like he looked real, and he looked like a. Like a figure that would be walking around, you know, and this one, he just looks stupid, you know, like his face. He looks like a dog, first of all, not a rat. His like, yeah. and, and what's wrong with his fingers? Why are his knuckles so big? Like every joint on his fingers are like, like a marbles. I don't get it. I, I, I like to say it's budget. That's all I can say. It doesn't matter. If they were worried about budget, why did they make a new robot? Why didn't they just use the old one? <laughs> you know? I yeah, you I definitely didn't see him walk on this one. He was just He was just didn't sitting there. So I don't I think it was I don't know if Jim Henson had a had a to hand in the first two movies. He did really the first like, the first movie he did. His son did the did. second movie. And I don't so know may, what happened with this movie. Yeah, they may have not had anybody from the Henson Company to do the third. So they probably found like an alternate, uh, like Aldi's brand. Oh, um, Aldi's brand. <laughs> hey, Aldi's uh, brand designer. is good. It is good. I'm, I'm I, just talking like about. I'm, talk, I, I'm just talking about, you know, to make the reference so that is easier for people to comprehend or or understand. I should say. That you know, it wasn't. It was good enough just to be like, well, he doesn't move much and he really won't say much. So, you know, just make this this thing so we could just prop it up, move it around, and call it a day. Hmm. You know, look, hold on. I'm I'm reading an article. Who did it? Who did them? Nope, that sounds terrible. Nope. Let's just bring up Mausers. Who did the Turtles? Uh, 
and and it looked like the lair that they was in was different from the second movie. I mean, I think they tried to say, "Hey, look, they're still on the subway, but they're not." It if you realize the lighting even changed in the movie, so when it was too late for Michelangelo to get back in time, spoilers everybody, you haven't watched this movie, the turtles return back, uh, but Michelangelo misses uh, the point. Uh, Kishin is still there. He Kishin uh, runs, starts going up the ladder with the uh, time mechanic, and when he gets up, it does like the last dragon. No, big trouble in Little China with the electricity. Uh, it does that. Uh, <laughs> and then the light turns yellow and Michelangelo comes down with the staff or yeah. uh, with the time mechanic. And it, <laughs> when you see it, it's dark because it's showing Michelangelo. And then when it touches down, it goes back to regular light to show everything. I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. But when I seen the electricity, I'm just like, oh, that's big trouble in little Chinatown when the little electric dude is coming down and you see the electric stuff going in. I'm just like, oh, wait, oh, wow. Someone, like, <laughs> worked up. Was it John Carpenter? I think it was John Carpenter for Big Trouble in China. Uh, the Michael Douglas uh, feature. Yeah. Film. Oh, I gotta see that shot again. That's a movie that I wish that... I didn't think of. <laughs> that's a movie I really wish got a sequel. Was Big Trouble Little China? I've never understood why why it didn't. Because when it didn't, oh. not Michael Douglas. I'm sorry, everybody. No. Um, wow. Russell. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you? Yeah, Russell. Are you uh, stuck, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, sorry, just to interrupt you. Uh, no, back ahead. to the uh, question. About halfway through the film, they had extreme budget cuts, and they weren't able to use they weren't able to use the Jim Henson company because they were too expensive, and they required expensive sets because they were in feudal Japan. So they. Mm-hmm. They used, uh, they used a new special effects company called the All Effects Company. <laughs> Once again, the Audi brand. <laughs> sounds generic. Yeah. <laughs> they did all the costuming and the effects, including the turtle costumes. See, and not, oh. and see, I that's why I feel like I, I'm not knocking for the turtle costumes. I'm like. Oh. They, they, they good. They weren't. I mean, I, the the. I mean, the, they they grew on me. Mm-hmm. Except, I mean, like I said earlier, the only thing I didn't like were you could see the robotic eyes underneath the the yeah. bandanas. They could have pulled the bandanas down a little bit, you know. Uh, but I was gonna say something else. Oh, I speaking of costumes, I really liked the idea that Michelangelo put on shorts because he didn't want the honor guard that replaced him to come back naked. Yeah. And then everybody yeah. literally had on like a onesie when they came back. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> These are just a- aprons strapped around your balls. Like this is gross. And and, and normally in Fudo Japan, they wouldn't have aprons. They wouldn't have that. They would literally have like some cloth wrapped around their uh, 
parts and like part of the cloth would be behind their uh cheeks in the back. Yeah. So uh like, it would oops. it yeah, so they had to really make it <laughs> right, they really had to make it G rated. So I think that's why they put on these shelf looking aprons and stuff. Cause it's like, wait a minute, they're 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 really tucked, <laughs> like good. So you couldn't see anything. <laughs> uh but then when the Duke other dude came back with Michelangelo shorts, it was just like, okay, those three dudes had the aprons. Was you butt naked with <laughs> back in the Freedom of Japan for that to happen? I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> wow. the thing about it is, is that even when they... This is the funny thing. So when they switch roles, you know, and everything... The turtles were supposed to be in the clothing that the war- warlords were in. Mm-hmm. But they came back just in their regular turtle gear. When the warlords got yeah, back in time... There's, there's continuity error. It's fine. Yeah. Look, <laughs> at that point, everybody was just ready for the movie to be over, and they didn't care how the turtles <laughs> came back. Okay. <laughs> they didn't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it was just it was just so weird seeing it like watching it now you can pick up on that stuff uh yeah. but it's kind of cool they they once again they they did the little uh hulk hogan dance because i think it was hulk hogan that did that of um michelangelo joins them uh but it, it was kind of funny that um you know, Michelangelo says there's nothing that will make me laugh or smile. And then you see uh um Splinter being the dad that he is, put on that limp thing and make fun of himself yeah. and everything to get him to laugh and everything. Uh and that, that was that was kind of cool and stuff. And you know, they do their dance, they go back. Uh, and then they just start freestyling and then freeze frame and then the credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I grabbed my popcorn and left the theater because I was just like, what, what the word did I just watch? Right. I, and as a kid, as a kid, I was just like, oh, that was cool. You know, Ninja Turtles flying the time. Second, second play, second time, you know, or watching it with Corey and Jesse for AX commentary, which is like, what the heck did we just watch? Like, we right. we literally had a whole nother podcast while the movie was going. This time, it's just like, okay, I see it for what it is. It's a better, it's cool. It's fine. Um. Uh, any final thoughts before we head into ranking the th- theme song dance thing number and the movie? Oh, I uh, shoot! I don't even know how to rank this. Do does it get an eye for incomplete? Well, I <laughs> no. I mean, I I want. I mean, I just want to know if anybody has any final thoughts before we start ranking this thing. Um, it's. I, I, for me, well, I think Ed, Ed put it best. Nothing really stood out as unforgettable, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's a still, it, it's still a something good to watch. It's just this, mm, this feels right like in the a, middle. It maybe. just, it just feels like you know, if you're watching 
if you're watching all the movies, this is, you're just going to watch this movie because you're watching them all, right? It's the same thing for yeah, me with, like, pretty much. with Indiana Jones. Like, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Last Crusade. And Temple of Doom is just, like, I'll watch it because it's the second movie, I guess. <laughs> you know? I, I, I feel like that if you're watching this movie that you somehow still appreciate and love the turtles because you're watching the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I think it was by CBS or something. Mm-hmm. Um I I kind of felt like I understand what this movie is, but if I wanna kind of feel like I'm watching something memorable or something, it feels like the opposite of the wizard in a sense. Like yeah. if you if you go and watch the wizard even though that had a even though that was like really focused on Nintendo and everything, this is a kind of a video game movie. Something about it stands out, and nothing in this movie really stands out. Even the, I mean, the action is good for kids and stuff, but there's nothing like stand out like Secret of the Ooze. Like when Leon, when Donatello is on the rocket thing, and he points out and hits the dude, it starts beating him with the Luffy thing, like or. <laughs> Or, you know, or seeing Kano, uh, you know, go in and, and fight and stuff. Like, there's something about the other two movies, like I said, that has some memorable parts. And I I feel like this would have been better if there was something more memorable. Like, even the writing. Like, there are some jokes, but I didn't even, t- I didn't even take time to, down to write any of the jokes in it or stuff. I mean, there was some funny stuff with, the like, the Don King stuff. Yeah, the visual gags. There were some good ones, but yeah, it's it's such a chore movie that you just throw it on the background, and I just like if you were to see, listen to this like as a podcast, maybe you would enjoy it more. But yeah, there's there's nothing about it. It's it's, it's a decent passable movie. Yeah, I mean, for me, all I can say is still not good, better than I remember. <laughs> That's all. I don't That's even all remember the theme. I don't even remember the theme song to this. I mean, the theme song would be the just the song where they're dancing in the beginning. I think. Not. I mean, again, fun but not memorable. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't even tell you. So, uh, yeah. So where do we want to rank this movie? Last place for now. I mean, yeah. It's no. There's no way it's better than one or two, right? I mean. <laughs> mm. What what is the record now? Is it? Uh, it's number one is the original. It's it's in order. The number one is the original, and number two is Secret of the Ooze. Okay. So this would probably sit at three for now. I'm assuming it won't stay at three. I, I, I think I think like um all the turtle movies that have come out so far. In ranking, I would probably put this in the last. Yeah. I wouldn't. I think I would put this, keep this at third. I think that animated one that came after this is last. But it has the Leo Raph fight scene, which automatically elevates it. No. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not good enough. We're, look, the next time we do this, we're going to discuss it, okay? We're yeah. going to okay. discuss it. I haven't seen the animated movie in a long time. I just I watched that clip of Netflix, La- right? Raph and Leo fighting. On Netflix. Is it? I I I, yeah. I, I know when we did the commentary for that one, that was the first time of me watching it. 
Mm. So when I rewatch it, this would be my second one, and I'm probably gonna be like, uh. "That was probably the last time I watched it was with you and Jesse when we did the movie commentary." I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I kind of have a ranking and everything. Yeah, but... I mean, so do I. But this is why we do this, you know, to see, you know. Yes, uh, it's is just going to be the factor of breaking it to <laughs> be like, do we, do we all have the three sides the same ranking or does it change stuff? But I, I will say like this is, this was for right now it's number three. I think yeah. when we get to the next movie, I think the ranking part is going to be more the debatable part than it is the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neat. So I'm guessing the theme song, since we don't even know the uh, name of the theme song, it's probably. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, mutant. I didn't think of that either. The theme songs, like I can't think of the theme song, but I. Well, well, because this one had more of a co-opening with Kenshin, writing again, uh, escaping the four. Uh, warlords and everything and you know they made it all feudal Japan and the way that you see it it looks like the turtles are chasing them and the stuff because of the shadows and then when it actually gets into the actual Ninja Turtles like three things they don't do like a montage of New York City or anything like that they just show like the Ninja Turtles coming out dancing and then doing their own like spotlight karate martial arts <laughs> the uh the song at the beginning of the, of the movie is just called turtle jam wow yep turtle jam yep mm-hmm. well that wow. explains it this movie was really low budget <laughs> like it had the highest budget out of any of them I think yeah, it's because, I think it's because they had to build their sets, right? Is where the budget yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I mean, Turtles one and two are literally shot on location, right? Where these are clearly sets. You can see the matte paintings in the background and the terrible green screen, right? I mean, uh, that's yeah, funny. the space is a lot smaller in the sewer in this than the second one, which it was more. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot more space in the second one. Yeah, it was a believable abandoned subway, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, kids, that's going to do it for this episode of Standard Definition TMNT edition. We will be back in a couple weeks with TMNT 2007, the animated film, yes. which I am really excited to see. I... So question uh do we want to add the rise of the teenage mutant Ninja turtles movie the new nickelodeon animated one add it at um lo- we I'm, should I'm we have, up- after the after the uh michael bay movies yeah uh so there are six there are six films and then the the rise of tmnt and then the seth rogan one which 
we should do like that weekend it comes out i i mean that's that's like a, a year away obviously like we're mm-hmm. just gonna plan it now but we should do that movie right right when it comes out that would be cool did you see the one with um batman uh-uh yeah i seen it it's a dc you animated one that? it's really good oh you gotta watch that it uh, is good Corey doesn't watch the animated dc movies that's not true so, i watched rise of the phantasm and and the red hood movie Corey, there has been oh. so many DC animated movies that have came out. Yeah, you know, I I saw two, three of them. I'm good. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with you. And the only reason why I watched Rise of the Phantasm is because I think there was a movie that we were watching that it was like a double feature at the drive-in, and we went, and that was the first one. <laughs> so. Oh wow! <laughs> still watch it. Still counts. Ah. <sighs> uh. Well, again, that's going to do it. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch Standard Definition uh, on Mondays uh, for now. And uh, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen. You can follow Standard Definition on Twitter. You can follow the Boss Rush Podcast on Twitter, at Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, Ed Lamont. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, Lamont, where can we find you? Oh, you can you can find me as a TMNT Dork on Discord, on Boss Rush Discord. You can also check out my articles uh, for the Boss Rush, uh, Boss Rush, and also check out our Facebook group. Yeah. Ed. Yes. Where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at that retro and you can check me out on Nintendo Pop Lock and Expression Pass uh, on BoshRush.net and on our YouTube page, BoshRush Network. Uh, yeah, join us over Discord. You'll find me there talking games, snacks, uh, writing, and snacks. Yes. Nice. Gotta try those Mario Kart cookies. I need to go find them. Cookies. Yeah. They look good. <laughs> you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on the Boss Rush Podcast and Tim Powell Block and much more here on the Boss Rush Network. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, review wherever you listen. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cowabunga. 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 <laughs>